Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And with these words in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 32, the famous battle between David and Goliath is launched. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this radio broadcast is Shi'ar Jashub. The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, is blessed to bring you these Bible study programs featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Pastor Greg is currently in an in-depth Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. And when we left off last time, Saul responded to David's offer by saying, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. Before we rejoin Pastor Greg, let me encourage you to have a pen and paper ready. At the end of the program, I will be giving you an address where you can write to us and information on our Sunday service, where it would be wonderful to meet you and your family in person. Here now is Pastor Greg. You have this boy versus this seasoned giant warrior. And Saul recognizes the contrast between the weak, inexperienced, and the evil trained warrior, hardened and mighty. But God sees the contrast too. What does God see? He sees a faithful, dedicated vessel. That's all God needs. A faithful, dedicated vessel in his God's battle. It's God's battle, not David's. Against the defier of God's people. The taunter of God's people. So Saul sees a contrast, but God sees a contrast that makes a greater difference. Paul says to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, he says, For when I am weak, then I am strong. This dedicated vessel that's weak is the power of God. God can use him, and God desires to use him to bring down Goliath because it brings then glory, glory onto the name of God. Often God chooses the weak things to accomplish his will, to give victory over the powerful, that it's clear to everyone that what is done has been done by the miraculous power of God. And only God then can receive the glory. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are called to be strong like David, even when we're weak, because we're strong in the power of God, in the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his might. That's what will defeat Goliath. We'll see that young David as a youth, is strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And he's more than powerful enough in the Lord to bring down Goliath. What is the foundation for David's faith? Let's see the response he gives to Saul in verse 34. But David said to Saul, 
your servant used to keep his father's sheep. Saul's asking him, you're not able to go against this Philistine. You're a youth. And David says, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by the beard and struck it and killed it. He's, number one, the good shepherd, right? He has a heart for these little lambs. Someone else would say, hey, the lion or the bear got that lamb. Forget about it. I'm not going to put myself in danger. Here you see another characteristic of leadership for David, that when that little lamb is taken, he just goes. He wants to get that lamb freed from the lion or the bear's mouth. He takes his responsibilities, even these small responsibilities, very seriously because he loves his flock. And that's why he can give us a beautiful psalm about the Lord being our shepherd. He has a shepherd's heart. He desires to deliver the lambs from the mouth of the enemy, from the mouth of the powerful enemy. He puts the sheep's welfare before his own safety. That's a characteristic of leadership. We need that in Christianity. In the New Testament, the word pastor comes from the Greek word meaning a shepherd, someone that has love for the sheep, that cares for the sheep, because the greatest example we have is the good shepherd, Jesus Christ himself, who protected us, who, if you think about us, the devil is like that lion or that bear that has us in his mouth, and Jesus ran out and grabbed us out of the mouth of the lion, and he defeated him. He is the good shepherd. And he calls those in leadership to have a love and a concern for the sheep. Isn't that what he said to Peter? Feed my sheep, tend my lambs, feed my sheep. David has this characteristic of leadership. And David's faith, the question I asked a moment ago, is based upon these past incidents in his life that God has put there to prepare him for leadership. He's reacted the right way to save the sheep, and God has anointed him, and he struck the lion. And even though he's a youth, he struck the bear, and he has confidence now in God that if God used him in such a way then, he can use him right now. And many times the Lord will prepare his leaders, even as he prepared David. He trusts the Lord to receive the reward of his faith, a mighty victory, because of who God is. And God works powerfully in David and his youth. He's prepared him by the lion, by the bear, to meet Goliath. And think about Saul's comment, how Goliath is a well-prepared, from his youth, warrior. Well, by these instances, we see that David has been better prepared by God, trained by God to believe in him for powerful things. Verse 36, your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Notice the logic. God did it with the lion. God did it with the bear. God will do it with this Philistine. 
And especially since this Philistine has defied the armies of the living God, the God that is, the true God, the only God. If he did it with the lion and the bear, how much more is he going to do it with this Philistine who defies his way? David has learned from the past. David saw what God did, he remembers it, and he brings it to the future. Unlike the Israelites who saw what God did, and the plagues, and the Red Sea, and then grumbled and grumbled every time they got into a circumstance, they grumbled against God, and they forgot the hand of the Lord and his mighty power. It's important that we remember the powerful works of God, what he's done, how he saved us, to believe him for the victories that are to come, not to be confined to the circumstance that's right before us, not to walk by sight and say, oh my goodness, nine and a half feet tall, all that armor upon him, but rather remember what God has done. David just kind of gives an, an off look at Goliath. David destroyed the lion and the bear. We need to remember what God has done for us, that he will do it again. If he did it to the lion and to the bear, how much more this one, this Philistine, who defies the armies of the living God. And church, we are the people. We are the armies of the living God. Our battle is not on a battlefield. We are an army of love to bring the gospel of love of Jesus Christ to the world. But we have Satan. We have demons that come against us. And rather than looking at how tall they are and the people they use and the systems and the governments they use and how big the javelin is with their swords, we should remember that as morning follows night, God will defeat the enemies that are against him through us. If only we believe in the Lord's power and his will for our lives. Notice the spirit behind David's words. Do you sense any doubt? Do you sense any double-mindedness? Do you sense any hesitancy? Is he deluded? No, he's seen it happen before. He has a sound, stable, single-minded faith that's unshakable. And what a contrast of that compared to Saul, who has seen miracles from God, mighty victories from God, and all these Israelites who have also seen them who are shaky because of this man who happens to be a few feet taller. And it's very good demonically at taunting them and scaring them. This man has tormented those armies. Can he not but go down because of what he has said against God? His faith is based, David's faith is based on solid knowledge of who God is. Verse 37, moreover, David said, The Lord Yahweh, who delivered me from the poor of the lion and from the poor of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. He will deliver. The Lord delivers. God is a delivering God. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy, the name of the Lord is holy. This Philistine has come against the name of God. God's name is holy. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That sounds victorious. Doesn't sound sad. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation or hard trials. But what? Deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. Jesus taught us to pray, deliver us from the evil one. Then why are so many Christians satisfied and staying in defeat against the evil one? Somehow thinking, this must be God's will for my life. When Jesus said to pray, deliver us from the evil one. The Fellowship of Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, is dedicated to sending forth the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ and witnessing his salvation message to a generation at risk. And it would be encouraging to hear from our listeners. We value your comments, and it is always a blessing to hear from our radio family to know if our program has helped you in your walk with the Lord. All correspondence should be mailed to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Also, let me invite you to our Sunday service. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets at 10 a.m. at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take exit 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.